Gentlemen, Private Detective, starring David Jensen. The water's great. Come on in. In? The water? Oh, yeah, sure. Mr. Diamond, we never go in the water. Except at parties. And that's only if we're pushed. I see. Well, when you came next door and invited us for a swim, we had no idea you wanted us to go in the water. Well, girls, you'll have to forgive me. You see, I've only been in California a couple of weeks, and the customs of the natives are still strange to me. Maybe that's Mother. Uh, well, honey, hand it to me. And if it's your mother, I'll tell her that your um, powder's still dry. Sam? Hi, Mr. D. Uh, how's the telephone answering business? No complaints, Mr. D. How's the detecting Dutch? Uh, slow. Well, then you'll be happy to know that I have Mary Forsyth on the line. Who's that? You are new here. She's loaded. Oh. Are you in? Yeah, I'm in. Uh, tell her to hold on a minute. I'll take it in my office. Honey? Come on, girls. We'll uh, have a drink. Thanks. Hello? Oh, this is Mary Forsyth, Mr. Diamond. It's about my son. I know it's foolish, but I'm, I'm terribly worried. He seems to be missing. And, uh, well, I wondered if I could come over and talk to you about it. Shall we say around noon? Let me have a look at my book. Uh... Yeah, around noon would be fine. Where is your office, Mr. Diamond? Uh, well, as a matter of fact, I'm, uh, working out of my home right now, uh, 1432 Kings Road. I'll see you around noon. Hi, Sam. Hi, Mr. D. I'm on my way out to the Riverside Raceway. Well, I knew you were interested in making time, Mr. D. But not with racing cars. How'd you like Mary Forsyth? Lovely, Sam. Uh, but Junior didn't show up for a race today, and Mama was in a snit. Don't pick any fights with a racing car. thinks he's missing. That's a pretty strong word for someone who hasn't been seen for 24 hours, especially Larry. But Mrs. Forsyth's kind of, you know, excitable. Have you known Larry long, Mr. Sen? We were in the service together. Matter of fact, I got Larry interested in racing. I had a small garage and one broken down car. Larry got the bug and bought me out. You drive for him? No, no, I just handle the business and see that the cars are kept in shape. Larry does all the driving. Oh, she seems to think it's pretty irregular he's not showing up for the race today. Well, that's certainly true. He's never missed one before. Did you see him at all yesterday? Yeah, he was here checking out his car. And after that? Said he had a date. You know with him? I think with a girl named Karen Wells, a dress designer. Well, thanks, Mr. Sir. Goodbye.
just you and me, honey. Where's the boss? Oh, I didn't hear you come in. May I help you? You already have. I take it you're Karen Wells. Yes, I am. And I take it you're a very forward young man. Well, that makes us both right. My name's Richard Diamond. Now, should that mean something to me? Well, I don't suppose it does now, but it might in the future. I'm very, very busy, and you just don't look like one of my customers. Well, I might have you design a mink-lined uh, shoulder holster for me. For the man who has everything? Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I'm here, I'm a private detective. Now, what is it you wish of me, Mr. Diamond? Some information about Larry Forsyth. Well, now, his credit rating is excellent. His mother hired me to find him. He's uh, missing. So any information you could give me would be greatly appreciated. He is no more missing than I am. I was with him only last evening. Would you mind telling me where you went? To the crescendo. Are you and Larry, um... Casual friends. I designed a great deal of his mother's clothes. Did anything out of the ordinary happen last night? Mr. Diamond, I work for a living. Now, if you would be Miss so Wells, kind... I work for a living, too. So did anything out of the ordinary happen last evening? All right. Larry had an argument with a man at the bar. I don't know who he was. I don't know what it was about. Now, are you happy? Ecstatic. Any more questions? I uh, guess, just one. Are you busy this evening? As a matter of fact, I am very, very, very busy. I have work to do. Well, that's pretty. I thought you uh, might like to go to the crescendo with me. Well, that's all I've been able to find out so far. His apartment hasn't been slept in, and uh, Frank Sonnet agrees with you that he's not showing up for the race this morning. It was very unusual. For Larry to miss a race is entirely without precedent. I'll be so happy when he gives up these awful cars and settles down. What are the prospects? Very good, actually. Only last week he came to me and talked about a new business venture. I gave him the money for it. Would you mind telling me how much? Well, $50,000. He really seems serious for a change. I wouldn't give it to him for some fly-by-night scheme, but... After all, Karen has designed my clothes for several years, and she's extremely talented. Karen Wells? Yes, Larry's quite fond of her. Wants her to have a really nice show place. I was under the impression that Larry was just a casual friend of Miss Wells. But then I'd hardly call being set up in a $50,000 business a casual relationship. thing is when a cop begins to tail you when you're driving home you can't stand up anyway and it's 5 30 in the morning and he's behind you three car lengths and he's clocking your speed with an electronic camera so you panic and you start doing things like making signals which no one in their right mind does when they drive and hitting the brakes and stopping in crosswalks for dogs and servicemen and people working for the post office and finally when you come to a red light it's like a, a production and you stop and turn the engine off and put the car in neutral and put the brake on and get out and look for trains either way right <laughs>
eventually. <laughs> <laughs> you finish your work? Yes, I did. Uh, Mort, this is Mr. Diamond. Well, hi, Mort Mr. Saul. Diamond. Mort, how are you? I got the last part. I liked it. Thank you. I don't know if America's ready yet, though. <laughs> Karen, I'll see you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, now, don't tell me you're all alone. At the moment, I'm meeting a friend. How nice for you. In case you're interested, his name is Larry Forsythe. Well, how do you know he's going to show up? Now, why shouldn't he? Your dress designing business is very profitable. I do very well, and I'm not overworked. No plans to expand over the bigger shop? Mr. Diamond, are you here on uh, business or pleasure? Business. Well, the man that Larry argued with last night just came in. Well, uh, it's been nice talking to you. Goodbye. Excuse me, Martin. Yeah. The fellow at the end of the bar uh, with the brandy, who is he? Oh, that's Tony Gino, the gambler. He represents my egghead appeal. Thank you. What'd you think of my boy? Your boy? Yeah, Mort Saul. He was just on. Funny boy, huh? It's very funny. <laughs> uh, the reason I wanted to talk to you, Gino, uh, you had an argument with Larry Forsythe here last night. Oh, yeah. Too bad about the kid. Well, you know the type. Fast cars, too much booze. I never go over 35 miles an hour myself, personally. I don't follow you. Didn't you ask me about the Forsythe? Yes. It's in the late edition. talking, Mr. Diamond. You talk to me. About what? Try this. Uh, you knew I had a date with him this evening. Can't you see I'm upset? I'm not convinced. There are no tears. You'll have to do a lot better. What is it? What do you want from me? I want me? you to sell me. I'm a tough sell. I don't know how. You can start with some straight answers. What do you want to know? Why'd you go to the crescendo tonight? I told you I had a date with Larry. When'd you make it? Last night. All right, why don't you tell me you're going to stay here and work? I was and I did. Larry and I often met late. Why'd you disappear so fast? When? Tonight. After you uh, left the table, the head waiter came over and told me what had happened. He knew I was waiting to meet Larry. Now, how did he know that? Because I had told him when I came in. He was with such a shock that I just left and came home. 
You did tell me that you were interested in a small select clientele, didn't you? That's right. Well, how do you plan to use Larry's $50,000? What do you mean? Larry never gave you $50,000 to expand your business? No. You were just casual friends? That's right. He never mentioned the sum of $50,000 to you? Well, now, Larry always talked in terms of large sums of money. Well, he was going to make me rich and famous. I, I just never took him seriously. Well, honey, his mother did. What do you mean? She gave him $50,000 last week. Really? Really. I didn't know about that. I mean, Larry didn't say a thing about it last night. Sure. You're not sold, are you, Mr. Diamond? Well, I'd like to be. I'd like you to be. Let's have a drink. Mr. Diamond. Says they found a whiskey bottle in Larry's car. They say he was drunk. Larry didn't even have a drink last night. You sure? I even kidded him about it. But he said he wanted to be in good condition for the race today. Well, if he wouldn't drink with you, he'd hardly buy a bottle and drink on the way home, would he? Yet if he weren't drunk, why would he have missed that curve? Larry wasn't a reckless driver. He was an expert. An accident where the facts don't make sense. And there's the $50,000 in Tony Gino. Do you think... that it wasn't an accident? I don't know. But I'm going to try to find out. You could help if you would. Of course. I'll pick you up in the morning. Diamond. You seem to be pretty busy. I've lost a friend. Working seems to make it easier somehow. Ken, this is Frank Sonnet, Miss Wells. How do you do? Hi. Uh, you handled all of Larry's business affairs for him, didn't you? That's right. Did he say anything to you about opening a new business, or buying a store, forming a corporation, something like that? No. What makes you think he would? Well, his mother gave him $50,000 last week. He said he wanted to open a new business. Do you mind if we talk alone? No, I'll be right back, Ken. All right, go on. Well, Larry told me about getting the money from his mother. He made up the story about going in business with Karen Wells. He needed the money to pay off a gambling debt. Now, suppose somebody had a reason to kill Larry. Suppose they forced his car off the cliff, then went down and doused him with whiskey. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. Well, I don't know. He's an ex-playboy, drove a fast car. The police have already written it off as an accident. Well, if you ask me, the police are right. Then I won't ask him. What about the money? Who'd he pay the money to? Don't know. He never mentioned. Do you know? Hmm? Tony Gino. He had an argument with him the other night. I'll let you know how it comes out. <laughs> Coming in? No. Mr. 
still not sold, huh, Mr. Donovan? No, I'm sold. Well, then come on in. I'll buy you a drink. I can't. I'm driving. Where? Tony Gina. Oh. But, uh, put a light in the window. I'll be back. Diamond to see Tony Gino. Yeah? Well, tell him we met last night at the Crescendo. Okay. sense. Where did it happen? Tell me your gate. Huh? Could be somebody doesn't like you. Not a chance. I'm too likable. <laughs> what do you want to see me about? Larry Forsythe. You had an argument with Forsythe last night. No. Night before. All right, the night before. What was it about? I argue with a lot of people. It's part of the business. What part of the business was Larry, Gino? Give or take. I don't think I agree with you, Diamond. You're not so likable. Give yourself time. I'll grow on you. I don't think I care to wait. Well, you tell me about Forsythe. You won't have to. Listen, I got a new Mort Saul record. It's called Look Forward in Anger. It's very funny. Gino. Oh, you got to listen to this on foreign policy. It's very funny. Now, we're gonna talk, Gino. You know, I've slapped guys' wrists for a lot less than that time. Your argument with Forsythe, was it about $50,000? You're persistent, aren't you? I like that. Yeah, yeah, it was about $50,000. He wanted it back. Now, go on. Well, I just told him to beat it. Once a guy bets money with me, it's mine, unless the guy wins. Now, Larry owed you $50,000. He paid you, then he wanted it back. That doesn't make sense at all. Forsyth never placed a bet with me. It was his buddy, a guy named Sonnet. Frank Sonnet. Yeah, he owed me $50,000. Monday night, he paid me off. And then what happened? And Tuesday night, the Forsyth kid spots me at the club, comes over to me and tells me he wants that dough back. He says it wasn't Sonnet's to bet. Said it didn't belong to him to begin with. Told him that was his problem. I had the money. I was going to keep it. Now I know who shot at me. Hmm? Frank Sonnet. It adds up. Listen, nothing adds up for me with my bank account. Now use your phone, Tony. Sure, help yourself. Who are you calling? 
Police? There's some that's out there somewhere gunning for me. You're not yelling cops from here, Buster. I'm too close to the edge without you pushing me over. Hey, you want to get gunned? Do it off my property. I'll beat it. Thanks for the hospitality. that you're going for your last ride. Only this time I'll drive. Larry found out that Son had used the money to pay his gambling debts instead of giving it to you. He uh, threatened to prosecute and Son had killed him. Poor Larry. No, I really think he wanted to do something with his life. All that money just kept getting in the way. Well, that's my problem, honey, too, but I fight it now. How did such a nice man like you get into such a terrible business? Well, uh, you meet interesting people. Yes. Well, yes, he is. It's for you. Hi, Sam. Hi, Mr. D. I have a Mr. Johnson on the line. Says it's business. Uh, well, um, tell Mr. Johnson that I'll call him in the morning. And uh, hold all the rest of my calls this evening, will I get the message. And uh, just which call are you holding tonight? Sam. Yes, Mr. D. Good night. Now, uh, what were we saying? Um, uh, was I saying something? Oh. Is that what we were saying? Good night, Mr. Diamond. Good night, Miss White. Good night.